here. Again, this is Aisha uh, Elliott, and you are with Black Girl from Eugene. So the first things first is that I actually had a guest in mind, and we were all set up to go, Leanne Ashley, and she called me and texted me this morning saying that she's really sick, doesn't feel well, can't make it in, doesn't, not sure if it's just a cold or, or worse. So I wanted to make a shout out to Leanne and say, I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well. Um, I'm actually not feeling the best either. I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. Um, and just returning back from Hawaii last week into this weather, I think is the culprit. But um, so if anybody's not feeling well, I, I'm sorry. So uh, that's one thing. So Leanne, I'm sorry. So we're not going to do a show with Leanne today. We were going to focus on black women being raised that present black being raised by white women and she wants to talk about that. So we will have her back next week. So I'm hoping that that is something that we can do and everyone will still be around for that. Um, the following week should be really interesting because I'm going to have a kind of a controversial guest on um, and his name is Isaiah Wagner and he's running for mayor um, and that will be the following Sunday, not next week but the following after that. I, I definitely don't agree with his stance, and so for us to have this conversation should be really good. It's really fun. Um, I'm going to challenge him on some things that he said about black women in the black community. So um, hopefully he comes with some good answers. So let's look forward to that. So that's two weeks in advance. Um, I also want to say that I don't know that you guys know that I run a nonprofit that's based in black education and black-centered education. Um, it's called Black Gold. Uh, black Gold Culture Camp, and uh, we were planning on starting, kicking off our education program via Zoom or via online, uh, like maybe a week ago, and we didn't get that much registration. So we waited in for an additional week, we still didn't get registration, and we had a couple people, about five people register. These classes are taught by black people um, and African people all around the world. Um, we actually had a teacher, we have a teacher in South Africa who is going to be coming in and teaching classes. So I wanted to, I don't think that Black Gold, um, uh, Black Gold ran a camp about a year ago with the NAACP. And so I feel like Black Gold has been kind of tied to the NAACP, but we're not the NAACP. So we need to separate ourselves. So I'm going to be sending out some like, what is Black Gold so that you guys can get a better idea of what we're doing in the education program piece of Black Gold. I also have a cultural mentorship program that's through Black Gold where I actually personally work with white mothers who are raising black children. Um, and we talk about what it means to navigate a black child through this uh, society as it is when you are white. Um, I do have a couple clients now, it's very successful, we meet um, as often as they choose and we have a really great building, very good relationships and they're learning positive narratives for their black children that are helping them navigate. Um, so there's so black gold is really valuable. Um, I am disappointed on, in the 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 folk I am disappointed in how many people um, didn't show up for this great opportunity. Um, black centered education meaning that we're learning about uh, modern uh, skills with black history tied to it, tying into black icons, but taught by black teachers, male and female and not uh, non-gendered. It's it's a really beautiful idea, and so if, and this is for children. Um, right now, we have it K through 12, so it's really quite open. Um, all of the proceeds that to this program go to the annual camp that we hold, which is for um, middle school kids, and that and that it's the camp is to be free for the kids. So it's 
it's really important that we get this going. I know COVID is shaky and paying for things that appear to be extracurricular hard, um, but I don't know where you'll get this t this level of um, beautiful education uh, for your kids taught by black people. And, um, and it's just, we've got a gamut of, of things to offer. We have uh, music ideology, we have singing, we had um, body awareness, we had yoga, we have uh, baking. Um, we had like just like classes all over the place, dance. Um, so it's just a just a collaborative effort to make this happen for our kids. So look out for Black Gold. We'll be sending out more marketing. We'll be sending out more what is Black Gold kind of tidbits. Um, I wanted to say that about the cultural mentorship because my guest today were was a Black woman who was raised by a white woman, and we were talking about how that turned out and how that was um, good and bad. And that my mentorship program, if you're interested, you can DM me through, uh, through uh, Facebook um, or you can hit me up on the website. And the website for Black Gold is www.blackgoldcc.org. Um, I am super tired today and I really appreciate you guys being here. Someone told me that Sunday is like football day now, and I'm not into football. So I appreciate everyone who comes in and checks on me, and then, of course, joins later on. Um, but today, since my guest is sick, and I'm here feeling eh eh, um, I want to talk about, like, you know, Christopher fucking Columbus. So <laughs> I am on Instagram, and um, on Instagram, I put up a post that basically said, you know, Happy Indigenous Day, fuck Christopher Columbus. And it's probably the most liked meme that I have on my Instagram. It's well over 500 likes right now, which was I posted like a day and a half ago. My Instagram ain't that popular. I think I have like 700 followers on Instagram, so it ain't like it's that big of a damn deal. I just started Instagram. But, so, this meme on here, it basically just says F Columbus, right? And, um... I get, of course, as soon as you do that, like you get the everyone liking, 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 but then you also get like the haters, right? <laughs> and we love our haters. We love the people who want to just like have, they have like two followers and they're in there like, you know what? What about this? What about that? You're like, oh, why do you live for this kind of drama? So anyway, I, um, I wanted to address something real quick for about Christopher Columbus Day. Um, and I don't call it that, and I and my family does doesn't call Thanksgiving Thanksgiving either. So we tomorrow is Indigenous Day for this girl, uh, for this woman right here, Indigenous Day period. Um, and then you know Thanksgiving coming up in November, that is the day of mourning is what we've always my family has always regarded it as, um, and we take it like that. So. Someone on my damn Instagram wanted to pop off and say that Christopher Columbus, you know, uh, why is it such a big deal? He never hit America. Okay, I just like, I wanna back up because I feel like, <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I feel like, I feel like what is wrong with the education system in our country? Like, I just wanna understand what WTF, the education system. Um, I don't know who doesn't know that Christopher Columbus didn't actually set foot in North America. Um, but I don't also don't understand why somebody would spend their time and their energy typing out what is the big deal about Christopher Columbus who never landed on North America. Do you not understand? Like, 
it, it, it definitely lends to this idea of like, I, have you ever been talking to somebody and the first thing they want to do is just like nitpick that like, oh, they didn't say this, they really said that. Or not like like factual stuff, but like, oh, she wasn't wearing a red sweater, she was wearing a yellow sweater. I don't think it matters and I don't think it, it I think, <laughs> it's so annoying, it's so irritating because it, it, it really takes away from what the hell we're talking about. The truth of it is, is that Christopher Columbus didn't have to set foot in North America to do the damage that he did. Matter of fact, he opened the floodgates to exactly what happened to all of Central America and all of North America, the genocide that led to millions of brown, red, whatever color you want to assign, indigenous people that were living here thriving through Central America, the Bahamas, on up. Genocide. I don't know why we have to like discuss it. Do you, do you not know? Like, I don't know about you, but like we live in the Pacific Northwest. So we actually, I, people may know some native folks. You may know some native folks. Take yourself east just a little bit and you will realize that you don't go walking into a crowd of native people. You wanna know why? Because of genocide. Like they've never been able to bounce back. Like this is, was horrific. And so the, the I, and, it, and it was hundreds of years, this is, this is it took out, People we don't even recognize anymore. People we will discover through only digging up their the archives of their life were destroyed. And it didn't have to be directly by Christopher Columbus's being on that island. It, he started the trade. He started it coming over. Look, <laughs> he landed in the Bahamas, y'all. Could you imagine what that would have been like? And then he went all the way through all the people who came over uh, to, and opened the floodgates to just more genocide and more stealing and more pillaging. Do you realize what was going on in Europe when they came over here? The white folks came and spread. No one had ever been to this side of the world. They were dying in Europe. Their life expectancy at that time was like 25. They had taken their land and taken all of the nutrients out of it. They had ruined it. They were coming here to find gold, to find something of value, because they didn't have it anymore. This is white folks, y'all, okay? So now I go back to white folks, and I want to talk about it for a second, because one of the comments on my damn thing, which I deleted, because it's my damn comment box, and I can do that, they said Christopher Columbus wasn't even white. He was Italian. I use that voice on purpose because that's what I hear in my head. So, yeah, okay, look. <laughs> Italian, Irish, Turkish, uh, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I said Irish already, Italian, I'm trying to think, um, uh, Polish, um, coming over to the United States. You were Polish, Irish, uh, um, Italian for just a small amount of time before you all realized that being white was advantageous economically, boosting the numbers past the people you had enslaved and destroyed, creating a, a wall of whiteness was more effective for controlling the masses controlling the, the, the servitude, controlling the blacks and browns people economically, um, fina like financially, like uh, by land, by um, just power in general, uh, by, by numbers, that 
it was more advantageous to be white than it was to be Italian-American. It was more advantageous to be white than to be Polish-American. All of that melted into this racist idea of, of white being right. That having that idea is what it developed into. So don't tell, don't come at me with, with Christopher Columbus wasn't even white, he was Italian. Maybe he was Italian back then, but he's white now, all right? He didn't come to us, he didn't come to the Americas, he didn't come to the indigenous people here, uh, you know, asking for uh, indigenous people in Central America in the, in the Caribbean islands that he happened to trip upon when he thought he was landing in India. He didn't actually, um, he didn't actually come as an Italian person being like, oh, I'm from Italy, can we be friends? Can we like get back to what the hell was going on? Like, can we actually focus on what was happening? He went to conquer, he went to steal, he went to destroy, he went to discover, and I'm gonna air quote discover super, super hard, and actually was, oh wait, I have a comment, and actually was, was, um, was not here to be uh, political to be to be discovering in in, in a way of advent, like creating a, a community creating community he wasn't here to like bridge uh, um, understanding he wasn't here to learn about culture he wasn't here to do any of that shit he was here to steal and kill we need to understand it wasn't a mistake like it was a mistake that he landed where he was because he didn't know what the hell he was doing he was supposed to be going to the other side but the truth of it is, is that what he did is exactly what he planned on doing whether he hit India or not, right? So I'm just like, this whole thing of like, he didn't even make it here. So that should actually add to the horrific idea of the fact that he didn't even land in North America and this, the long spread genocide and the hor horrific um, plague that would, that would devastate Central America and, and North America by his presence by his uh, mistake and by his audacity let, uh, caused nothing but horror for that whole line of people all the way into this day. Colonializ colonialization, you know what I'm saying? Colonial, right? Colonialization, that's what happened. Christopher Columbus was that, okay? So there is nothing else to talk about on Christopher Columbus Day except for mass murder, right? I mean, this is, so I'm just I'm just commenting because people on my thread in, on my Instagram want to be trolls and they want to say you know why was it so bad why are we you know why are we going against this that he did what he did you know he's he wasn't white he didn't you know actually physically come on his own and kill all the North American natives like it's just one of those things that's just like don't come on my thread calling me ignorant because you want to infer that we that people who have common sense and education can actually um infer the the reality of his presence and his in uh, opening up this side of the world to that that level of pillage would not directly cause the genocide that moved up central america and into north america i i don't i don't need to be picking cherries with y'all like i don't need to do that 
and the people and the people who want to do that you guys are super super sad that you just would have to say oh well you know what let me play devil's advocate how about the fuck you don't because i just need at this point in 2020 that people stop with the excuses around why it could not look like what it could look like blah blah what what are you talking about how many groups of native american people do you just bump into i want to know that you don't you can go to a particular place and find some native americans on their the reservation that they have they got they got stuck on but there's no way that you can say that this day is not just a straight up like remembrance of, of horrific crimes that went on in our country before it was even oh my god like before it was even and I, and I want to, I hate, like, even saying our country, like, as I'm talking through it, like, as an African-American woman, as a black woman, I'm going, oh, our country. It's complicated, y'all. It's complicated. I'm tired. I don't really feel great. And I'm looking at these people, like, you're, you want to split hairs about whether or not he actually physically went to North America? What? Is it, does, does it come to that, that we, that you have to, like, argue about whether or not the damage of Christopher Columbus was real in 2020? What is happening? Like, what is that? Now, I don't even know about happening, but what is that? <laughs> what is that level of ignorance? I don't get it. Um, but I do get it. Like, I totally get it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, I just want people who are that level of ignorance or that, that really, like, just can't see that we may have and I say we like people of color have a valid complaint because we have been complaining we've been screaming we've been dying for literally hundreds of years and I'm including my brother Native American my sister Native American people like I don't want to like encourage stopping the conversation but at the same time at the same time, like, sometimes you just gotta walk away. Like, just walk away. Like, I, <laughs> it's, it's to the point where I don't, if I'm really talking to you about Christopher Columbus, it, I don't, I mean, Christopher Columbus, we learned about Christopher Columbus when we were like in second grade. And even in second grade, it didn't sound right, right? Like, we're like, he just came over and discovered some shit, but then there was people there, and then all of a sudden, I don't, why do you mean? What do you mean? I don't want to encourage not talking to folks. I don't want to encourage not talk, appro approaching people who are super racist or super ignorant and like having, you know, civil conversations. I don't want to say don't do that. But damn it, y'all. I mean, you got to save yourself in this situation. Like, you got to save your energy. You got to, like, make sure that when you're having these conversations, if your heart rate's going up, like, you got to just walk away. And, I mean, I love my Instagram because my Instagram is growing. And I appreciate it. If you guys are my, you know, following me on Instagram, amazing. If you are not, get over there. I have a lot of cool memes. It tells you every time I'm coming online, all this kind of stuff. But I have to, I have to... Like, some of the comments that come through are amazingly ignorant. <laughs> amazingly ignorant. 
and and to me I feel like because I do this work for a living like I do anti-racism comment I facilitate anti-racism conversations these are not the conver- the kind of converse that I'm having these comments come from people who I really don't think would ever sign up for an anti-racism conversation so these are the people who are the loudest in the crowd right these are the trumpers these are the trumpets right so <coughs> excuse me so if we're gonna have somebody come through and want to raise their hand and say, excuse me, Christopher Columbus wasn't that bad. I mean, he didn't even come up to North America. We can't really tell why genocide of Native Americans in North America really happened. We can't really say it was Christopher Columbus's fault because Christopher Columbus never really set foot. Hey, y'all, anyone who's been oppressed by white folks or white supremacy or white, um, you know, uh, privilege has been microaggressed with any of that, did they have to be in the room to make it happen? Or was it just how it, what, once the, once the, the energy came through once the plan was set in motion, it just kind of goes. It just builds that structure. People then approach said you know, victims with the approach of colonization and oppression and death. You don't have to be in the room. That's how well it was set up. He opened the door. It was a floodgate to genocide. Nothing else. That is all. That's all. Floodgate to genocide. Don't talk to me about nothing else. Hand up. Don't say nothing else to me. You just can't prove you. The proof is in the pudding. Look at what we're. Look how we're living right now. Look who's around you. You think that was just what? What could you possibly think that is? What do you think that lends to? Y'all, my patience is getting thin. My patience is getting thin. I need y'all to start doing the work. I need y'all to start like having these conversations with your friends, because this shit is getting rough. It's getting rough. I, the, lo- the closer we get to this election, the more people are popping off. I drove driving, I went to Portland. My son just turned 25 years old uh, yesterday. And I just went, um, I, I just was like, oh, I just realized like right when I said that, dang. 25 years out, my, oh my God, I've been, like, I haven't been in high school for, I had him when I was 18, I haven't been in high school for 25 years, y'all, oh my God, that's so crazy, okay, so anyway, I digress, but, um, so I'm driving down the freeway on, on I-5, and it was just like, I was not surrounded, but I could say I, I saw like eight different trucks, but you know, the the trucks, the big ass trucks with the big Trump flag hanging out, and it's like flapping in the wind, and he's got his Confederate flag flapping in the wind and you know he's got his like you know I don't know I date my sister type sticker in the back I don't know what the hell they say so I'm I'm re- and I'm like so I'm driving down the road and and there's just like all these trucks everywhere I go it's just like like Trump 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 I'm driving I'm seeing a big field of beautiful green and right in the middle of it's a Trump flag and I'm like you know I'm surrounded right um, and I'm just thinking as we approach into Columbus Day or Indigenous Day truly um, the fact that they won't take Columbus Day off, and, but they will put Indigenous Day on top of it uh, is, is ridiculous. But um, the fact that here we are in, as approaching Indigenous Day and approaching uh, the election and then uh, approaching the day of mourning, which people call Thanksgiving, it's kind of like I, I really don't understand. We, we really, I'm, I'm encouraging you guys to like, either decide to have these conversations in a really protected way of your energy or go in that conversation and go swinging. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, you're not going to catch it from me. Like, I just, like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not here for peace right now. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm here for truth. And I just don't, these are just re ways of saying 
I'm racist and get over it. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, so I, I'm sorry, I'm paused because I have a comment from Anne. Uh, the world in 1491 was much different and then zap, it was disrupted by traditional alliances collapse. Yeah, I mean, as traditional alliances collapse. And that's exactly what I'm saying is that we can, we can talk about, uh, we can talk about, you know, the details of the situation, but what we're really wanting to, t what, what black and brown and, and indigenous folks are really saying is that when we were wiped, when the attempt to wipe us out happened, all the other details, like, okay, yeah, that. but what happened? was our, our leaders, our uh, tribal chiefs, our, our um, infrastructures were wiped out by white supremacy. That's what that is. Colonization is white supremacy. I, I just, you guys, the details, the details are like, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I guess we can talk about the details all we want, but it's 2020 and we've got Trump in office. we got things to talk about right now that we need to figure out how to wrong hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of, I write hundreds and hundreds of years of wrong. And I think if we get lost and muddled up in the details of like when, where, and how, we already know what happened. I'm sorry, I'm not, I, don't, I don't care what white guy really said. Well, I, you know, I know which white guy did what. I don't even have to, I, you know what, let me back up. I don't even have to know, okay? <laughs> I don't even have to know. Here we are in 2020 talking about the same shit that my grandmother was talking about, my great-grandmother was talking about, and her great-grandma, oh wait, and then we're gonna get into slavery, right? And then we're gonna talk about, what, what, what? It, we ain't talking about white folks. Somebody was whipping the whip, somebody was cracking the whip, somebody was dragging indigenous people off their land. Like the, the indigenous folks you know in, in Oregon, I mean, this is where I live. You know what Confederate tribe means? That ain't good, y'all. A confederate is not great. That means a bunch of different tribes were pillaged to the point where they had to come together and create another tribe, right? That means that the people that they were, their own tribe, their own nation, were destroyed. They were then misplaced or displaced into somewhere else that they do not naturally live, and they joined other tribes to create enough numbers to live. Confederate tribes is not a good thing, okay? It's, it's actually a, a modern display of surviving colonialism. We gotta like get smarter about what it is. It doesn't matter about the details of how it happened. Well, look at what it is. You know, indigenous people who, are, who are, live on the coast of Oregon and up and down, you know, up and down the, the west coast, those, those people, when you look back into their history, not all of them are even are from the coast. These are tribes that came in. They came out. They came. They were. They were pushed out. They survived. They ran from more east of the of the coast and had to come this way, and then had to figure out. People who lived in the plains had to figure out how to how to then live on the coast. These are people who live off the land. So you took them from their land to something that's foreign. If you if they made it in the first place, then they have to learn how to survive in some shit they ain't never seen before. This is genocide. And I just need to understand that this is, doesn't, we don't have to do the details with this. We don't have to be in the, in the murky part of the details when we can look at the evidence in 2020. So if you're talking about some shit that happened in 1490, whatever the hell, and we're looking at the evidence in 2020, don't talk to me about it wasn't that bad. Don't talk to me about he wasn't white. Don't talk to me about he didn't benefit. 
because you're missing the whole entire point. And he did. His whole world did. All of the white folks that followed after benefited from it. Okay? That's all I want to say. So, F Christopher Columbus Day. Right? Like, F that. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done talking about what white folks have done and why and how. We're looking at the evidence. We know what the hell is going on. We're living what you've done. Okay? Now it's time to listen to us. Now it's time to hear what we have to say. And now it's time to count your blessings that we're not a violent people, to be honest. Because if people really want to talk about it, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, we got to keep, the, I'm talking about the racist white folks, they're like, oh, we got to keep it in check because we can't let them, you know, um, we can't let them take over. It's like, oh, by this certain year, it will be more minorities in, in the United States than it will be white folks. What's the problem? What's the problem? Right? If everything is good, what's the problem? If everything is, if there's no problem with between uh, the equity between white and black and indigenous, then what the hell does it matter what's going to happen in, in 2030 and everybody is a minority? What, what's the problem? I just want to get out of the idea that we have to reason with these people. I think we need to start to look at the situation a little bit more critically. Black, brown, indigenous folks, BIPOC, we need to start looking at the what we actually say to each other and how we say it and what we uphold. Are we upholding white supremacy by having these conversations like this? Look, when we are not actually going for the neck with this conversation, being like, I don't need to hear your details, this is what it is. I, I don't know my ancestry because of white white folks. I don't know my ancestors because of the structural uh, white supremacist racist structure that comes through. Not just for black folks because we are the least loved. But I got to tell you, indigenous people, the numbers are ridiculous of what they got, how they got wiped out. Like I said, it's I keep saying that example, but it's the truth. You can't walk up anywhere in the United States, even here where, where indigenous folks are, are more plentiful than on the East Coast that you can actually see off reservation. I want to say off reservation, right? Like, can we address that? You don't walk into, a, you don't walk into, where, I, where's the indigenous places to hang out? Where they at? Off the res. I mean, come on. We got to like think about this a little bit more. We got to think about the reality of what we're like, well, it just is what it is. When we say it just is what it is, we're just saying it is white, is what it, white says it is. That's what we're saying. We got to redefine what the hell we think is real and what we, what we believe is the truth for ourselves and for each other. Brown, black, indigenous folks, we need to watch out for each other because we are the only ones exp experiencing the truth of what the United States really is about. We're the only ones experiencing it, you know? And the, the white folks who are, who are allies, there's always been white folks in our corner all the way through. But as much as they know and they say, we know and they know that they can't live what we, do, what we live. They can't live walking through these, these uh, walls. They can't live trying to survive this, this structure. You know what I mean? So when I want to focus on indigenous people, one of my very best friends is Paiute, right? And we talk about Paiute Nation in their, you know, East Coast, uh, Oregon. And I think it's Idaho. I'm not sure. I don't want to say because I'm not really sure. But I do know I, where she is on the reservation in Burns, Oregon, um, all Paiute. Um, I love my Paiute family. I love Chasey. Chasey. And I love her daughter Ambrosia. And I love her son Keith. And I love their kids. And I love everybody. I mean, we're, we're all family. 
uh, we have these conversations, and I mean, it, this is not far gone from where her grandmother, you know, having to have uh, the re the reform, you know, the the burning their lips off for speaking their language, having to learn, having to learn their traditions from white folks who had held them, you know, and and learned them, and then came back and taught it back to them. You know what I'm saying? The kind of indignation that that has in it is, you guys, I, I fe I'm feeling disgusted. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm feeling disgusted. Um, so I, I look like, like I said, my Paiute folks there. I go, I've been to the reservation, you know, several times. And, well, I've been there at Hot Springs. I, I've been, I, me and my girl have known each other for, dang girl, how long have we known each other? Like 10 years? She's one of my best friends. Um, and the truth of it is, is that like she she is somebody who who left the res who who absolutely went. She went to college. We met in school. We were like the two poor brown folks going to school together, single moms, right? We would like be in the library studying for hours and like sharing each other's lunch with each other. We had our little kids, um, and we we went through this together. This is not lost on any of us. The pe people on the reservation aren't like confused. They're not. They're not like, oh, I don't know what happened to. They know, and they're they're constantly stuck with the with the reality that they were left with, completely pillaged and said, hey, you can have this corner and make that corner yours. The the treaties and the we'll leave you to your sovereignty. What are you talking about, man? They were taken from where they were originally stayed, and they were like they, they're talking about like 15 people. Yeah, congratulations. And I'm talking about the one of the the east the the west coast. Uh, I'm talking about we've got nine Confederate tribes, you know that uh, is right here in Oregon. I don't even want to pretend to know the history in detail because that's not my place of study. My place of study has always been black uh, and black people in the, of the United States. But I am not going to turn a blind eye to, col to colonialism and act like on Columbus Day, Indigenous Day, that people, are, white folks are going to tell me how this went, or going to tell me how the benefits that, that, this, that this, how this benefited, uh, you know, Indigenous people. I'm not going to, we don't have to have that conversation, is all I'm saying. Like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. We don't, ha I, we don't need to know every single detail. We can see the evidence right now in 2020. And we see the evidence in how hard we're trying to get out of this. We're trying to reverse this. We're trying to right the wrongs, reparations to natives, to black, to, and look at what we're, this is not a conversation where they're like, yeah, let's have this conversation. You right, you right, you right. 2020, you right. No, we're not having that conversation. So could you imagine when, when indigenous people were at their prime, having these greedy white folks come in and like, have a conversation of like oh yeah we really like your gold and your women and your children are beautiful they're not having that conversation that's not what happened this was not okay this was not something that was willing this was not something that was negotiated this is not something that went wrong this was exactly what they came here to do and I just believe in 2020 we got to stop negotiating what the what the evidence shows we got to stop negotiating it and I don't and I'm not advocating violence I'm not advocating violence I'm just advocating boundary. I'm advocating self-care in these conversations. I'm advocating the, the understanding that our education system has failed most people. 
because it's not about giving information in the education system, it's about teaching critical thinking and being able to add the facts together and coming up with a plausible answer. That is the truth. So that's all I really have to say about this. I'm just kind of tired and disgusted. <laughs> and you know if I'm tired and disgusted, I'm going to share it with y'all. So just to let you understand that. Um, I saw some comments coming through and I wasn't addressing them, so I'm, I apologize for that. And I'm super tired, so I apologize for that too. But hey, uh, so that's it. BIPOC need to unite and get our shit together. None of us are expected or our expectations of the right rule or exceptions of the right rule. True story. True. See, I mean, I when I'm like thinking and I'm having these conversations with folks, I'm like actually thinking about the fact these conversations we're, we're talking about and we're like trying to um, define and people are going through higher education to learn are all definitions by white folks. Like it's all white folk definition. Like it, it doesn't, I mean, we talk about colorism and we talk about the Native American experience all through the lens of white folks. And so we got to like, I, we, that, if we want to do some extra learning and extra moving and extra work, that's where we have to do the work is to try to redefine the conversations we're having coming from a lens that's relevant to the people we're, in which we're speaking of. That is where the work really is. You know, come from the lens of the people that were, that were oppressed. Then you might have an actual reality of what happened, right? An actual reality of why uh, there's no trust or there's very little trust or there's just straight self-identity uh, self crisis going on for hundreds of years through families uh, who want to come through and, and try to pass as best as possible. Passing is not a black thing. You know, that's for any brown person that comes through the, this white world and try th that wants to give, just wants to assimilate. Just I just don't want any part of the past of my people that were not able to quickly assimilate to what white folks um, wanted of us. We just don't want any trouble. There goes my chain. So we just don't want any trouble. So we're to, we will assimilate. It's, it's not that important to us. We just want to live our lives happy in the pursuit of happiness, right? That's what we're trying to do. This, you gotta understand, that conversation, that assimilation is, has been deadly for to, to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, millions of people, deadly, you know? And here we are in 2020, and I don't know that we have to talk about the details again, like I said, the evidence is here, you know? Um, and I, like I said, I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating, I'm not saying that you have to be like rough and rude to these people who want to put out these, these what if, what if, what if, but what about, but what about. I'm just saying like, let's look at you. Let's look, look at you and just say, you know what? I, I'm going to respectfully decline this conversation because I see where you're going with it. I'm just going to save my energy for, you know, voting. I'm going to save my energy for people who are trying to look at what's going on now and contribute to the solution now. I mean, I would suggest we start saying that. Why, why we still have these conversations with these people who are just here to, to hold up a legacy that, that doesn't deserve, it didn't deserve all the time in the history books it got. Not the way that it got it. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't. It didn't deserve it. So let's, let's let it go. Let's let it go. Um, anyway, y'all, I know it was not a full hour, but you know I love you. Um, like I said, we are going to have next week's conversation. We're going to have this week's conversation next week if Leanne is feeling better. Um, she's not feeling so great. She's just like all of us are going to go get a COVID test 
uh, I say like all of us because here comes fall and like look in my eyes like I'm so tired and I don't feel good so I'm like oh I think maybe I'll just go get tested honestly I will just because I'm a good citizen that will, that will do that however I want to say you know coming straight from summer to Hawaii to this rain and gray will cause this too um, and so Leanne I hope you're feeling better soon next week we will have Leanne on talk about white um, white mothers raising black uh, children and like I said this um, I if people are out here in that circumstance who are a white family raising no matter how it works black families um, whether it's black children adopted biological however if your your child is walking through the world um, and a lived experience that you don't quite understand because you're white and they are black I have a mentorship program that can help you navigate this um, so you can DM me uh, through Facebook you can look me up on my website www.blackgoldcc.org um, and we can help you with that but we will have a very candid conversation about it next week um, and like I said at the beginning of this part of this um, live is that I will have Isaiah Wagner on the week after that um, to challenge his position in representing black people in Eugene as he tries to get written in for mayor um, yeah anyway I love you guys. Um, thanks for looking at my tired face and not judging. <laughs> um, and also, uh, um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you all. I appreciate everything you do every week. If you uh, like my podcast, you like my lives, please support me on Patreon. It's patreon.com, Eugene underscore one. Every week I put the link up. Every week I put the show notes up to, to all the things I talk about. Um, and so hopefully you guys are following that and hopefully I will see you again next week. Um, enjoy Indigenous Day. Get some, some good food. Get your family together. Let's do it right. <laughs>